It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about a heart full of thankfulness. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and in the studio today is that beautiful lady, heart and face. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. I know. Hi there. This they is Coach friends. Carrie Brinkater. It is great to be with you today here on a Love Talk. You have found Miss Evelyn Davison and Coach Carrie Brinkater and our beautiful friend Kathy Anderbrock on the line, known as the Love Ladies. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> Hey, Carrie. Hi, Evelyn. It's great to be calling in today from beautiful Boise, Idaho, and just having so much fun during this Christmas season. Thank you so much to everyone who has been praying for my mom. She is doing so very well. She uh, fell. We we joked with her. She was ice skating. Mm -hmm. She actually wasn't ice skating, but she slipped on the ice and broke her hip. And at 79 years old, that's kind of a big deal, but uh, she had surgery. She's doing well. Mm. And so we just call to wish everyone um, just a very Merry Christmas. We have just a couple weeks till the big day, and we're having a lot of fun in the Love Talk studios talking all about the days of Advent leading up to Christmas. I can't believe your mom is 79. You know, she was just in the studio with us a couple of months ago. Oh, we enjoyed it so much. And I would not, if you had to say, Carrie, I'd give you a million dollars to tell me how old this lady is. I would have never guessed 79. Wow, your mom's in <laughs> your mom's in great shape, and I know that that's why she's uh, recovering so well. So way to go, Mom. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what the doctors have said, that stay in shape. It's so funny because her falling and hurting herself and hearing all the doctors talk about her physical condition and her muscle tone and her low mm. heart rate, all like that, I, it's kind of made me look in the mirror and go, oh, my gosh, I have to get to work. <laughs> I get myself in shape, too. Oh, well, yeah, I think that goes for all of us, probably. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, we are here in the season of Advent, and what a beautiful time it is. Last week, we had our show on hope, mm. and you can go to the archives at Love Talk Network and find that show there on hope. And then this week, we are talking about peace. And next week, right before Christmas, we will do our show on love. You know, uh, peace is something that um, is precious. It is a precious, precious gift of God. Uh, this year uh, is the first time Van and I uh, have not had a big Christmas dinner. Um, uh, everybody left town, and so he and I were just... We'd never had that before. Were you talking about Thanksgiving, Miss Evelyn? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving mm -hmm. dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said, uh, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. What do you want to do? And he said, why don't we go to the movie? We haven't been to the movie in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we did? We went to see Midway. Mm -hmm. And my dad was in World War II. And it brought back so many memories. And I came home and I thought, you know, peace is something you cannot buy. It's something that has to be worked out. And that time when we were in war uh, set some precedents in this nation. And uh, it's, it people's hearts changed a lot. Uh, it changed our lives drastically. But, you know, that's what happens when the Lord Jesus begins to work in us and we have those things we're dragging through life. Mm -hmm. And we're not very happy. Uh, that is the time that he gives us two things, and we're going to talk about those, peace and 
enjoy. That's what that'll be our show next week. I misspoke earlier. That'll be our show for next week will be our show on joy and peace and joy just go hand in hand. And I know some people have a lot of anxiety this time of year as they're thinking about getting together with family members that maybe um, it, it's been a little stressful. We had one those weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the relationship's been a little strained, and so you're worried about keeping the peace. But in this season of Advent, enjoying the light of the season and experiencing the presence of Christ. Kathy, tell our listeners about our show today. Well, you know, I'm just hoping that as our listening friends are tuning in or live streaming us, uh, that we can just have a peace pause today because Christmas declares the peace of God. And that is the peace of Christ, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace. He is the one who brings Mm -hmm. us peace. And as as Christians, as followers of Christ, we don't have to settle Carrie and Evelyn for a little slice of the piece. Right. We don't have to. Um, we don't have to just scrimp and and just get a little bit of peace. But in Christ, we get the whole piece. Pie. <laughs> get the whole piece of the pie. Love it. And so, I, I just want to say, when we're busy this Christmas season, let's pause. Let's have a peace pause today. Let's remember that Christ comes to give us peace. We have this incredible um, scripture that is for today's program, and it was the angels who announced this at Christ's birth, mm-hmm. and you can find it in Luke chapter 2, that's over in your New Testament, and I've used the, the New King James Version um, of the Bible just because I like, I like it, it's the one that I grew up with, it says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. And goodwill toward men. And when when God sent his only son in the form of this gorgeous little baby, mm. and it's his birth that we're celebrating, God was declaring his peace toward men. That there was a way that we would be able to come into a relationship and have peace with God. And so there's this great scripture as well in Second Thessalonians, and it says, May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with all of you. And that's what I want to share with our friends today is it's not just a little peace that, that, that we're looking for. It is the Lord of peace himself that gives us peace always in every situation, in every way. And uh, I just ask today, Lord, that as we're going into this program, that he is with us, and he gives us a sense of his presence as we discuss the peace that he brings at Christmas. Absolutely. Excuse me. Well, as we talk about peace at Christmas, Kathy, is your oldest college girl home yet for the Christmas break? (laughs) She gets home on Wednesday, Wednesday the 18th. We have it marked in our calendars. We have it circled in our calendars with little happy faces. Um, you know, Carrie, I have never gone down to the airport with a welcome home sign. I've seen it on TV and I've seen it in the movies. And we are going to the oh. airport with welcome home signs. And we're so excited to have her coming home from Baylor. I'm oh. sure that's true. What a joy. What a joy. Well, we, we've we had an unexpected happening this week. Um, last week at basketball practice, Logan 
after practice, Logan got in the car and he said, Mom, my my knee's really bothering me. My leg is bothering me. And, of course, in true coach form, I said, ah, bud, let's put some ice on it. Here's some Advil. You know, take some medicine. It'll be fine. Well, that was on a Tuesday, and then he proceeded to play three basketball games on Friday and Saturday in a tournament. And we noticed, I mean, he wasn't quite right. I mean, he was icing before the game and after the game and taking vast quantities of of, of ibuprofen and aspirin. And, man, bless his heart, he just kept saying, Mom, it hurts. Well, then we had another game on Monday, and he told his coach after a couple of minutes that he couldn't play anymore, Mm -hmm. that he was in so much pain. So we had an MRI done first thing on Tuesday, and sure enough, my son has a broken leg. Oh. I mean, not just a broken leg. He has two bones in his leg that are broken. He's broken um, the very end of his femur bone and the very top of his tibia, not to get too technical, (gasps) but right there underneath the kneecap, like, yes, bless his sweetheart. um, He is amazing. Okay, I'm in total awe over Logan Brinkater. What a fierce competitor. That is amazing. That's so crazy. So now I feel like the worst parent on the planet (laughs) because I'm just like, oh, it'll be fine. You're fine. Um. But what a trooper. So he's, of course, very disappointed uh, because he's out for, mm-hmm. you know, the foreseeable future until his bones heal. Um, but looking at it as an opportunity to, you know, he loves coaching. I think he's got a little bit of his mama in him, and he loves coaching. So he'll be faithful there on the bench with his with his buddies and um, and just have to slow down and take some time to heal during this Christmas season. So, you know, some unexpected things in your family, Kathy, with a family emergency with your mom, unexpected things in our family. But today, as we look at peace, we will discuss a promised peace, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn, from the Prince of peace. peace, who offers the power of peace mm-hmm. through perfect peace with God. You know, when you look at that, you think, how do I get it? Mm-hmm. How do I get it? It's a great question. And we see it in the lives of some and in the lives of others. It's just total warfare. Mm-hmm. But how do we receive peace? And what is the bloodline for that? What is the injury or the thing that brings us to the point that we're willing to look at that in our own lives? And I think as we walk through this today and we see what it is that Jesus has to say, about love walking and love talking with him. Uh, peace is the number one goal. Mm. You, know, you know, loving, you know, can come along, but peace, you can't do it until you've got peace in heart and peace of mind. And that's why it is so important for us to have programs like this, Kathy. You know, as old as I am, it's hard for me to keep up everything. <laughs> this whole week, I'm writing a new book, and I'm wait- and Kathy's done her part. And I'll be getting your part uh-huh. because people don't know how to pursue the gifts that the Lord Jesus has for us. Just in his hands at Christmas time. Just just that love and that peace and that joy. And it all comes together like a bouquet. You know, it's mm. like a, a two dozen roses. And as we walk through this, my my goal for this program and this day to day is that we would stop and listen 
to what it is the Lord is saying to us about peace. Well, that's what Kathy was mentioning. Let's take a peace pause Mm -hmm. today. We get so wrapped up this time of year and all the busy, 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 which can be fun. You go into a party here and, you know, an event there and the Christmas choir show and the orchestra show and all the things that happen. But really just sitting down to take a peace pause you oh, know, I, love it. I I I feel this is so in my soul this year with with uh, everything being so busy um, in our household with two teenagers. So today, friends, as we take a peace pause for this break of love talk, <laughs> we'll return and talk more about this promise peace from the Prince of Peace when we return to love talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk Radio here on The Bridge, Austin. You may be listening on 101 FM or 1120 AM, or you may be listening to us on the app, on your phone, in the woods somewhere. (laughs) A deer plant. (laughs) Right. You might be in a deer stand somewhere. What a a blessing that it would be. (laughs) But you can always find us on that app, The Bridge, Austin. And, of course, you can find us on the radio um, on Saturday afternoons. And you can find us on Love Talk Network. We are the Love Ladies. Coach Kiri Brinkader, the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and Kathy Enderbrock. Today, we are talking about peace. We're just in this series on Advent, friends. We're here in December in the weeks that we celebrate, um, you know, typically in a church. We, we have a week for hope. And we have a week for peace mm-hmm. and joy and love. And last week we did our program on hope. And this week, here we are talking about peace. And Miss Evelyn, you said it's been so heavy on your heart. And in fact, um, our pastor preached on it last week. And he said, you know, when you enter into the suffering and difficulty of others, you do that in order to bring them peace. peace. And I just found that so profound. Mm. You know, we get so wrapped up in our own worlds. And when we step into somebody else's world, um, it's uh, it's refreshing and kind of a reset button for us at times. Kathy, what a beautiful program you've put together today. And your first point um, is about this promised peace from the Prince of Peace. Uh, if you could, what, what exactly is promised peace? Well, when I want to... It's this peace that God has told his people will be theirs and is theirs in a relationship with him. And all through the Old Testament, we can see the promises that God offers his people for peace. And um, even the, the, his Hebrew people, they peace was such a critical element to to their everyday life that when they would greet each other, you know, we say, oh, hello, goodbye, how are you doing? But when they would greet each other, they used the word shalom. And that gives us a little bit of an insight into when we talk about peace, what it is we're talking about. Because we're not talking about a um, temporary freedom from conflict or temporary freedom from, from suffering, but we're talking about an abiding peace, uh, a completeness, a soundness of welfare, uh, a relationship with God, especially as the Hebrews would refer to shalom, that was a relationship with God and a covenant relationship. Um, and so when in the going and in the coming, you would see uh, the people, God's people in the Old Testament, when they would greet each other, 
their hello would be shalom. They would be wishing each other peace. When they would say goodbye to each other, they would say shalom, that they would depart in peace. So peace was just a central core tenet to who they were as God's people, that because they were God's people, peace surrounded them. They were able to to come and go literally in peace. And um, so I, I love that that um, the the priesthood, God's priesthood, that He would set up. The the priest would also say Yalak Shalom, go in peace. And uh, through sacrifice and through obedience, the the people would maintain that peace, that relationship, that intimacy with God. And I want to share something that is so, so interesting and so critical because at a point in the, the, in God's people journey, they grew apart from God and you know sin in, in, entered the world, but we get to a point where God's people, God's priesthood is so far off that they no longer have God's abiding peace. And they're saying shalom, shalom. They're greeting each other in peace, and they're saying goodbye in peace, but but they have no peace. And God actually calls them out with this. In in Jeremiah, that's in the Old Testament in chapter 6, God actually speaks against this false peace that uh, they sought after, but they didn't have. And he specifically speaks to the priests in the Old Testament times. And I want to read you this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 6, 14 and 15. God says, they have treated my people's brokenness superficially, claiming peace, peace, when there is no peace. Mm -hmm. Were they ashamed that they acted so abhorrently? They weren't ashamed at all. They can no longer feel humiliation. Therefore, they will fall among the fallen. I will punish them. They will collapse, says the Lord. Mm. And I, if this just really highlights how important it is to God that the peace we have is not artificial, but it is true and abiding. And the religious leaders at the time were pursuing their own interests. They were, per, they were twisting God's word to justify their own desires. They were claiming to be faithful leaders of the people, yet they were not truly addressing the brokenness and sin that needed serious attention. Friends, have you seen any of this in, in your own in your own church? Um, God had really strong words to speak against them, and he had some really severe punishment coming their way. And God has made it clear that any peace that is sought outside of a relationship with him is a counterfeit peace that will eventually mm -hmm. collapse. But this is the good news, is that God promises peace for his people. And it's not just a simple happy goodbye or hello goodbye, happy wishes kind of peace, but it's a deep, relational, abiding peace. And Miss Evelyn, we know God keeps every promise that he makes. How did God keep the promise to give his people a permanent, complete, whole, abiding peace. Well, Kathy, you yeah, that's a really good question because that's one that we ask ourselves every day, mm -hmm. every day. Why did Jesus come? Why did the Prince of Peace come? And it was because the people searched for things to fill their heart, searched for a way of life. 
but found the wrong thing. And when you look at um, at the Prince of Peace, uh, he it was three hundred almost three hundred years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and God didn't get in a hurry. And I often wondered why he he waited until the people were hungry for him, in a in a solid position. And as Mary and Joseph made that uh, great trip uh, to Bethlehem, they took with them the belief that God had spoken to them and had become active in their lives. And that story is enough to make your your socks run up and down <laughs> to know that the Prince of Peace is the greatest gift that God's ever given uh, his people. Whether you're talking about the Jews. That's so true. I mean, I really want to highlight that God's people were looking for peace through a what, not through a who. That was Mm -hmm. their problem. God's people stopped turning to God for their peace. Instead, God's people looked at their circumstances for their peace. Uh, If there were no wars, then they considered themselves having peace. To them, Peace was a what, not a who. It was a circumstantial mm-hmm. peace, not a relational abiding peace. And so I, there's this uh, scripture in Isaiah 9, 6. Again, this scripture was written about 500 years mm-hmm. before Christ was born. And it says this, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, the government will be on his shoulders, he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And that, that's where we get this, this name for Christ, Prince of Peace, because God gave us that name for him 500 years before he was ever born. And so, you know, the, the people, when Christ was born, the religious leaders, they missed it. They completely missed it because at the time Christ was born, Israel was under the rule of Rome. Mm. And so religious leaders believed that this promised Messiah would bring peace to the people of Israel in terms terms of power, of um, physical prosperity, of freedom and oppression, freedom from all oppression. And so when Jesus declared that the peace he brought was peace with God through forgiveness and the gift of eternal life, the religious leaders rejected it. They didn't want this spiritual peace. They thought they already had a spiritual peace. They wanted a physical prosperity, physical power. They wanted no no one above them as boss. They wanted to be mm-hmm. boss. And so, friends, I'm telling you today, if you are looking for a, a peace that is circumstantial base that just gives you power and prosperity and, and prestige, that is not the peace that God wants to give you, the peace that God wants to give us, you and me and Carrie and Evelyn, he wants to give us a deep abiding peace that regardless of our circumstances, and that's we, ju- we have that from him. That Yeah, he gave it to us. In John sixteen thirty three. he said, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world and be... Uh, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. And when you look at that, um, ladies, Jesus has conquered the world. Uh, 
he is uh, he lived through the years in the physical, and now he's in the Holy Spirit. And when you mm-hmm. stop and think about the power we have, the power that he gives us, first of all, to believe, to receive, and then believe, he offers that today just like he did to the children of promise. So interesting that, you know, collectively we get it wrong too, just mm-hmm. like these religious leaders, right? You know, the religious leaders were just looking for this power, this physical prosperity, this this freedom from oppression. And they were so confused by Jesus' offering of... To a lady of pleasure. <laughs> right? Well, just a, the offering of forgiveness uh-huh. of sins, right? And how Jesus treated everyone, like you just said, Miss Evelyn, everyone. I mean, he was speaking to a prostitute that was that was crying at his feet, and he said to her, "Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace." And these religious leaders, they just they could not you can't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you know, they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Friends, when we return to love talk, we'll we'll just dive into this even more. Peace. Sometimes it's perplexing. With the pro- with the promise that he made that woman, that promise is still alive today. It's alive and well today. And Miss Evelyn's question still pertains. How do we get it? Will we return to Love Talk right after this? Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We hope that you are finding some peace today um, in this busy, busy time of year, although so glorious and amazing. Are you still looking for peace? Are you wondering, how do I get it? Well, Jesus has the answers. And uh, before we went to break, we were just briefly recounting this story that we find in uh, the Gospels. Um, Specifically, uh, Luke, it says uh, that Jesus was speaking to a prostitute who was crying at his feet. And remember, the religious leaders, they, they were getting it wrong. Just like we still get it wrong sometimes until we turn our face to Jesus. You know, they they were getting it wrong. They did not understand this forgiveness of sins thing. They were all Mm -hmm. about justice. And they were all about following the law. Control. Control. And for them, it was just about rules and regulations. For Jesus, it was about freedom Mm -hmm. and forgiveness. And he was offering this peace that they just could not grasp. And he tells this prostitute, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Now, Miss Evelyn, like, I I don't, can you imagine this scene when Jesus declaring to the (laughs) prostitute, your sins are forgiven. I'd love to have been in the in the balcony that day, <laughs> right? <laughs> and with a little, you know, telescope from each one of the the leaders. You know, the priest uh, didn't take it well that mm-hmm. Jesus would lower himself. Uh, they hadn't accept, uh, they had not reached that point of acceptance yet, and they were really dealing hard with some issues. And one of these was for Jesus, you know, because women in that day uh, were owned. They were owned, and it was like they, I'm sure, looked on it like Jesus is buying this woman of, you know, ill ill repute. That was not the way it was. Mm -hmm. It was like Jesus had a bucket, Mm -hmm. and it was filled with goodness, Mm -hmm. and he told that that woman, and she apparently was pretty young, uh, go in peace. What does that mean, Kathy? Go in peace. 
you know, it's funny that he used that that phrasing. He didn't say peace be with you. He said go in peace, which is actually what a priest would say to a person after he had taken their sacrifice. And so, you know, this this lady, she had just uh, cried all over Jesus' feet. She had uh, washed his feet with, with her, her hair, and then she had taken this uh, perfume of nard that probably cost her an entire year's worth of earnings and broken it all over his feet. So she had given him, if you will, this huge sacrifice for her. And he tells her, go in, pre- in peace, which is what a priest would say. And so, you know, all of these uh, Pharisees and Sadducees of priesthood are, are standing around watching this. And hearing these words come out of, of Jesus' mouth, and they say, who does he think he is? <laughs> they just could not believe that peace mm-hmm. and forgiveness belonged to Jesus to give. And, and, and this is the good news, friends. Peace and forgiveness, it belongs to Jesus to give. It, it, it does. That's where we go to get it. That's, we go straight to Christ for peace and forgiveness. And there's this incredible prophecy. You know, we talk about the promise of the Prince of Peace. Well, there's this promise back in Isaiah 53, 5, and it talks about how Christ came to give us peace and how he accomplished peace for us. And I'm going to read you that. It says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement or the the discipline, the punishment that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. And so we can see Jesus gave himself as the sacrifice for our sins. That we would then be able to have peace in an abiding relationship with God. Christ paid the price that we could not pay. And so Jesus gives his peace to all who put their trust in him. There's this beautiful verse um, in the New Testament in John chapter 14, and it talks about Jesus' gift of peace. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I don't give as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. When Christ gives, he doesn't give just a little bit. He gives the whole Mm -hmm. thing. He doesn't say, you know, I'm just going to give you a tiny little bit of peace to get you by. I'm going to give you an entire peace to cover your heart and cover your mind. And it's going to give you power over sin and what is going on in your circumstances. Power over your circumstances to continue continuing on. And Carrie, when we talk about the power of peace, I mean, help us with that. With This is not a little thing. This is not a little thing at all. And if you think about power, you know, it's just a, it's a strong word. And, you know, my whole life I've, I've kind of wanted to feel strong and powerful, <laughs> and I'm just uh, not, <laughs> you know, physically, right? Um, and so this, this word just conjures up all kinds of images when we really think about it. 
And in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, these, the, oh, this is just penetrating right to the soul. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is power. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's another way that, that we that we get it wrong. You know, sometimes we feel like peace is the weak thing to do, that we got to go and we got to fight and we got to stand up for this mm-hmm. and we got to stand up for that and we've got to, you know, make, make this known. No, 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 no. Peace is power in our lives because it allows us to be free from those things that burden us. And that's what I love about this. So this verse says, that this peace will surpass understanding and surpasses all means that it's higher than always than everything always. So this peace will be better than higher than everything always. And and for us to grasp that in our in our little minds, it's it's so hard to understand what Jesus is offering us here because he says, here it is. I'm giving it to you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm leaving it here for you. And and we we have to reach out and take it. And Miss Evelyn, I don't know why this is something that we resist so much that we because we have to be right about something, because we have to prove a point. No, he, he says... And that's what the, the, the religious leaders at the time were doing, yes. right? You know, they, they And were, some do that a lot today. Right? I, I, I just have them. to be right. I have to prove that I'm right about mm-hmm. this. Well, the Lord is saying this this powerful piece, it, it, it goes beyond what we can understand. In these verses, it also says, um, which passes all understanding and will guard, this peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. Okay, so this peace will guard our hearts and minds. Powerful peace. I just want to say it one more time. That guards our hearts and minds. To guard means, Miss Evelyn, to kind of hem in, to protect, right? In basketball, mm-hmm. we use that term, right? You know, you're guarding someone on defense. You're not letting them score a basket, okay? You're keeping them from scoring. Mm-hmm. And this is saying that this peace is going to guard you. It's going to protect you. It's going to keep you from worrying about these things that we don't need to worry about. It frees us up. It delivers us from that which is uh, not powerful in the in the power that we're talking about today. There are a lot of people I, I that are powerful. It's going to. It's going to keep that the, the temptation of sin from scoring. Right. I love that. <laughs> there you go, Kathy. That's the way to bring basketball into it. Um, that's right. It's it, this power. I mean, this is a lot of power, friends. I, I People mean, don't understand. It. We have access to this peace, this 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 incredible amount mm. of peace. And there are times that we push it away. So, Kathy. Especially at Christmas. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. You know. And, and Okay. So, Kathy, kind of a silly question, but what happens when the lights go out? Oh, what happens when, oh, I messed it up. I asked you the wrong question. What happens when you don't, <laughs> when you don't um, pay the, the light bill? The, the, pay the light bill. The lights pay go the light out. bill. Kevin. The lights go yeah, out. The lights go out. That's yeah. right. You know, and without power, there's no light. 
And with God, we never have to worry about paying that bill because he's already done it. We never have to worry about paying that bill and the lights going in, in the lights going out because he's already paid that bill for us. He's done that. In Luke 1, 79, the scripture tells us that Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. And he has come to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. <laughs> to guide our feet into the way of peace. He promises that whoever follows him will never walk in this darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8 verse 12. There are, there. I mean, this. we have quoted probably already today, Miss Evelyn, mm. 10 scriptures at mm-hmm. least. And all of them are just speaking of this peace and walking in this peace and and, and this light that the Lord gives us. It's, it's absolutely amazing when we start to think about it this way. You know, Kathy's put together this awesome program, and we're asking ourselves these questions. Okay, the Lord gave us this promise peace. What, what was that? And, and he's the prince of peace, and he offers this power of peace. When we return to Love Talk, friends, we're going to ask Miss Evelyn, has she ever needed Jesus to guide her feet into the way of peace? I look at Miss Evelyn and I never feel like she's ever had a conflict in her life, that she's just always handled it beautifully and with um, grace and and, and, and power. Um, but Miss Evelyn, I'll be interested to hear your answer okay. about about has Jesus ever guided your feet into the way of peace when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. A big thank you to our sponsors of Love Talk Radio. What great sponsors we have, and we thank you so much for supporting this endeavor uh, for Miss Evelyn for 35 years. (laughs) Um, What a blessing you are, and we could not do this show without you, so thank you so much. Miss Evelyn, Kathy, uh, listening friends, this is Love Talk, and we are are discussing peace today and you know we have this promise of peace that we find all throughout the scripture and we find that it's promised through the prince of peace mm-hmm. and he gives us this power of peace now miss evelyn have you ever had a time when you needed jesus i just can't imagine this because i feel like you always handle things so well um but that you needed Jesus to guide your feet into the way of peace. Yes. Uh, when we <clears throat> we moved to Austin uh, 35, 36 years ago, we lived on a ranch. Uh, we'd had a hard year, three deaths in our family. One was my brother who was abducted and killed. And my parents uh, built a new house just less than half a mile from where we lived. Uh, and I just thought that we were where we were going to be the rest of our life. And suddenly things began to happen. First of all, Van's dad died. Van's mother in three months came down with leukemia. Mm. And then four months from that, I got a phone call from the Houston Police Department telling me that my brother had been murdered. Mm-hmm. And in that time, uh, I, I just believed God for everything. 
you know, I didn't do anything unless I asked him for the way. And I just came to the end of myself one day when Van came in that, at the end of that particular time and said, I've got some news for you. We're going to move. We've got, I got a promotion. And I said, good, good. You know, I was happy. And then he said, uh, and they want me to move to Austin. And I stuck my feet out on his toe. I, I said, I am not moving to Austin. We cannot leave mom and dad, leave mom, leave them here with, you know, where they are in their life. Because my dad was not a Christian. And I counted everything by Christ's mark. I honestly did. And so I just got mad at him. And I got, I got on my knees one day there at the ranch. And I said, you can have the cows, you can have the horses, you can have the ducks and everything else. But, you know, I, you, I've just lost my faith in you. Mm. And it was very honest and I don't know how long it took after that it didn't take very long about three weeks and my dad had built a gazebo on their ranch and we were sitting out there drinking coffee and I was crying and he said what is wrong with you and I said I, you know Van says we're going to move to Papa and I don't know what we're going to do you got houses and car you know he said why don't you want to go to Austin and I said because God doesn't live there he said, he will when you get there. Mm. But you see, I was in such a doubting and needy place. I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't even describe it to tell him where I was because he wouldn't have understood. Mm-hmm. But you know, one of the first things that happened when we came to Austin, we moved into a neighborhood where they were building houses per your request because it was so fast. Uh, mm, the industry had re- begun to build up and people were coming from Kentucky and uh, all of them had a problem. And so I, I walked every day. We had a big dog, and I walked every day. And, and so I got to go to my neighbors. There were 200 people in that neighborhood. And every day I prayed for them mm-hmm. as I prayed for them. And, you know, it was that really thing in my life that brought me to the point of how important prayer and praise are. we got to do a program on praise <laughs> because it is fuel for the love fire that God has built in our hearts. Without it, it's very difficult uh, to be what it is God's designed us to be in there. The designer is Jesus Christ. But it sounds like God gave you peace as you moved to Austin to get out and not wallow around <laughs> and, to, and, to, and to meet people and mm-hmm. to share in other people's journeys so that you could spread that peace. And, you know, Miss Evelyn, when I hear that story, I always think about what a true compliment your dad gave you. When Absolutely. he said to you, when you were, God doesn't live in Austin, and he said to you, when you get there, God will be there. Mm-hmm. Golly, I, you know, that is the highest compliment somebody can pay you right there is for, for them to say, oh, you're taking your Jesus with you. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're showing him all over the place. So he's going to be there when you get there because you're going to spread it. You know, it was one of the things I think that brought my dad to, to the knowledge and the faith of Jesus because I, uh, I'm a free believer and, uh, I had four, mm, attacks, uh, in a period of a year and a half. And the last one was so bad that they did not give me much hope of a covering. And mm. I had the blood was going into my ankles. Mm. And my dad came and sat at the foot of my bed and rubbed my legs to keep them going. And all I could do was pray and read and, rec- and recite God's word. Mm-hmm. At three months after that, we went home 
And he told me, he said, I got a question for you. And I said, what is it? He said, how do you know you're going to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. And I said, you go it because Jesus Christ comes with the prince. He is the prince of peace. And he brings you the knowledge and the love and the faith to believe that he loves you and has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And I said, have you, you have to give your heart and your life to him. Have you ever done that? He said, yep. I said, when? Mm-hmm. And he told me that um, wow. just a few weeks ago with the f- uh, watching a television program. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons that when he did start Love Talk was it was as close. In those days, we didn't have that much on-site TV, but it was because of my dad saying, you got to go to Austin, take him with you. Mm. And, you know, when you look at your life, when you get to be almost 90 years old <laughs> and you forget things and you can't get them in order, you know, you just have to think, what's the next step? The next step is, again, the cheerfulness and knowing that Jesus loves us and he wants us to love others. Wow. Thank you, Miss Evelyn, for sharing that story. And, you know, Kathy, this peace that, that the Lord brings us, it's not... Um, it, it doesn't have a chink in its armor. It's absolutely no holes. That's right. It's absolutely <laughs> doesn't leak. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect piece. It is. I, uh, you know, there's this. Um, when we talk about a, a perfect piece that's offered through the Prince of Peace, there's these incredible uh, scriptures. There's one in Romans 5.1, and it says, therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, that's faith in Christ, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's what we are after. We want that intimate relationship with God. We want that peace with God. And um, there's this neat scripture in Isaiah 26. It says, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And Evelyn, I think that's one of the things you're talking about with the, the, the praise is that when we are praising God, it is fixing our mind mm-hmm. on him. And when we are in prayer with God, it fixes our minds on him. It is turning our trust to him. And he just covers us with this perfect peace. And I like, you know, I'll kind of always looking and seeing how do different Christians define these different principles of the faith. And there is this one definition of peace that I quite liked. And it said, peace is that tranquil state of the soul, mm-hmm. assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with one's earthly lot, whatever sorts of lot that is. And so I love this, that what whatsoever sort of circumstances you are in, when you enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ, you can be assured of your salvation. You can be mm-hmm. assured of that perfect peace with God who offers that to us. And I, we have to, we, we can't do a show on peace without just briefly talking about peacemakers. So I'm going to share that because I know we're coming to the end of our time. A peacemaker, God says, Christ says, blessed are the peacemakers. And so when we talk about sharing that peace with other individuals, when Christ is our eternal light, we somehow become a light to man. And God tells us, don't hide that light. Mm -hmm. And this word peacemaker, 
Jesus actually made that up. It was it was never used. <laughs> and it, and so he's putting these two words together, you know, looking for the right word. And he's like, hey, I want you to be an Napoyos. And he just made that word up, wasn't used again. And it was taken from the two words, peace, arana, and maker, poyo. And it means the harmony between individuals, sharing the way that leads to peace, doing or committed to make ready and prepare for peace. And I think peacemakers are those who, it's not those who pander and gloss over sin in order to not offend anyone, but peacemakers are those who are prepared and committed to sharing the truth about a life-giving, peace-filled relationship with God, who is the source of our perfect peace. And so we get to go out and be that light, be those peacemakers, sharing with others the peace that God has given us. Mm. Peacemaker, that's uh, that's such a, a lost term these mm, days, I think, is. so many times. Friends, we're so grateful and thankful that you have joined us for Love Talk today this promised peace that the Lord Jesus gives us and that was promised hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth. And then all of a sudden, the Prince of Peace comes to earth. And we just, we, we quote that scripture again this time of year. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And the Prince of Peace came here as a baby for a child will be born for us a son will be given to us and the government will be on his shoulders he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god eternal father and the prince of peace he gives us the power of peace this power that guards us that frees us that surpasses the understanding that our tiny little brains cannot grasp he gives this freely to us. I mean, in Scripture, it tells us that he leaves it for us. But this power, and it's perfect, friends. It's perfect for every single one of us, regardless of our circumstances, because peace is not about circumstances. It's not about the what. It's about the who. Mm-hmm. And the who is Jesus. We love you, friends, and thank you so much for joining us. For my co-host, Kathy Enderbrock and Miss Evelyn Davison, I am Carrie Brinkater, and we will see you next time right here on Love Talk.